The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao. I am joined, as always, by Mo Patton. On this, uh, it's not so bad right now, but could be worse Tuesday. Uh, could get worse Tuesday. <laughs> Supposed to get worse Tuesday. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Also in studio with us this morning is JP Plant and Coach Mike in the house. So, Cully Coach. Number, I think our the leader in the clubhouse has no right? leader in the clubhouse has changed. I believe. Oh, since uh, it was leader in the clubhouse heading into yesterday. yesterday. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think. I think, uh, let's see, who have we got here? Bees Ball, number one. Uh, uh, okay. A 20-point a, a swing puts uh, Bees Ball at number one and Cully Coach at number two. Jed at number three, tied with Hoka Hay. We'll get to that, all of that later yeah. in the show. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a packed show today, jam packed. So much so that we almost need to just go ahead and get to some some <laughs> information, um, because I, I, not necessarily breaking news. I hesitate to call it breaking news, but um, but it's it did break publicly on our website. About midnight, <laughs> which it is what it is. It yeah. It, sometimes you just have to um, write it when you get to it. Yeah. Um, Zion Christian's looking for a football coach, y'all. Well, they're looking for a head football coach. They got a football coach over there, Coach Dickinson. My bad. <laughs> coach Dickinson's chop. No, no, now. no, no disrespect to no, Coach Dickinson. Yeah, they they are looking for a head football coach. Brad Lowry announced his resignation to the team last Friday, after four seasons, and um, 
word came to us thereafter. So, um, four seasons, 14 and 24, but the last two years, um, they did some really good things out there. Um, played some good football with a limited roster and got some, um, they've got some momentum going as, as athletics director, Derek Boyd said, when we spoke on this development. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, yeah. Again, full story on sm-tnsports.com for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. want you guys to, you know, if you want to to see that, feel free to uh, check it out. We would love for you to do that. Um, I think it's it, it's you know kind of important for us to mention that you know this is the third, fourth coach, fourth fourth coach that's left in the last two years. I mean, not necessarily, but, but Zion is looking for their fourth different head coach in sports. In sports. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you lost Tommy Fox, you lost a lot of coaches. (laughs) All in one. Yeah. I mean, Tommy coached softball. He coached boys basketball. At one point he coached girls basketball, but he was not coaching that at the time that he left. And he was athletics director. So he, he wore a lot of hats out there. But, yeah, um, so they have, in the last two years, they will have hired a new boys basketball coach, a new girls basketball coach, um, softball, baseball, and now football. And volleyball. So, yeah, they've, they've, they have had a few changes in leadership athletically. That particular job, though, can be something worth taking if you are one, either an up-and-coming coach or a retired coach who, you know, maybe had some, had some success in the public school system. Maybe you've retired from the public school system. You're drawing a pension, and you can go in there and, you know, put in five to ten years and really build a program over there. I think I would like to see a young guy a young, energetic guy who's going to create some excitement both on that campus and in the community and and get some kids, get some families to consider going out there, get their numbers up, because that's the biggest fight I think that they have fought. They are are currently in the middle of playing a non-region schedule just because they've been concerned that their numbers would not allow them to play with the people that they would play in region, like a Columbia Academy, you know, like a Nashville Christian. Yeah, some of the folks that they would have to play if they played a region schedule. So by playing an independent schedule, they're able to kind of pick and choose folks that are closer to them in numbers and that kind of thing because, you know – I don't want to sound like the old guy, get off my lawn, but, you know, in this day and time, kids want to see results. And you can't continue to send kids out on the field um, and lose ball game after ball game after ball game and expect them to continue to come back and play. Yeah, they've got to see some success. So I think Zion has kind of attacked this thing the right way by playing a non-region schedule. Doesn't allow them to play in the playoffs, but – does allow them to kind of pick and choose who their opponents are, try, maybe enjoy a little success 
put a good taste in these kids' mouths and keep them out there and build their numbers up ideally. And again, building numbers, building a program to a point where you can get to mm-hmm. an area where, you know, when you st- can start playing for the playoffs again. And, and by building football numbers, you're probably going to build enrollment numbers as well. Sure. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Derek Boyd, the, the first year AD over there said that they hope to, um, you know, get, get some candidates on campus here pretty quickly and, and hopefully get someone in place in time to have a spring practice. So as we sit here on March 23rd, that may sound a little ambitious. Oh, there's no doubt but, it's uh, ambitious, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's what you got to do. It you, you got to have somebody in it. it it's some, you know just to be able to introduce them without having to deal with deal with that over the summer workouts mm-hmm. that you're going to have to deal with. So, right. not the only coaching news of the day, and we will visit with Al Clark a little bit later in the show. He will. uh Give us a little bit of news from the down that way. Yeah, yeah, a little, little eastern, east of us for sure, and south of us. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, pl- plenty of, uh, of of stuff to talk about today. So, we will get to that. We've got Charles Pulliam in the next segment. We've got Al Clark. He's going to join us in uh, segment number three. We'll talk Spring Hill indie baseball and softball. We'll talk some CA baseball, uh, some other. One particular um, performance we need to talk about on the softball field from yesterday, and we'll get to that uh, later as well. In the second hour, we visit with uh, CBS bracketologist Jerry Palm as we talk about the NCAA tournament. And we'll talk some Titans because big roster news, uh, or at least rumors, coming around the Titans camp. So, Definitely want to stick around for that in hour number two. And, of course, it's Top 5 Tuesday, and we're going to talk about the top five upsets from over the weekend. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So we got all of that and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Before we get out of here on our first break, we're going to give you today's rundown. This is The Rundown. This is your Tuesday Rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow, Live, Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, IFP member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, Registered Investment Advisor, IFP and Grow, Live, Give are not affiliated. In District 8 AAA baseball action on Monday, Columbia Central falls to 0-3 with a 6-3 loss to Franklin County. Lawrence County defeats Shelbyville 3-2 in District 11 AAA. Independence hands Spring Hill a 6-5 loss. Also, Summit with a comeback 3-1 win up at Franklin. Stewart County defeats Fairview 2-0. It's Eagleville 6, Fayetteville 4, and Moore County 10, Cornersville nothing. Community was a 11-10 winner and 8-1 winner over Richland yesterday. Loretto swept Perry County in a doubleheader, 10-0 and 16-0. Columbia Academy blanked Grace Christian 6-0, and Zion Christian fell at CPA 9-0. In softball action on Monday, Columbia Central defeated Tullahoma 13-3 in 8-triple-A action. Also, Lincoln County 9, Lawrence County 5 in 11-triple-A. It was Independence 11, Spring Hill 3, Brentwood Edge, Franklin 7-5. Moore County, a 14-3 winner over Cascade. Eagleville 
was a 11-1 winner over Fayetteville. Community bested Kalioka 10-8. Columbia Academy, a 10-0 winner over Pope John Paul II. And Zion Christian fell to Middle Tennessee Christian 8-5. In junior college baseball yesterday, it was Motlow State 11, Columbia State 3. In a junior college doubleheader, Columbia State's Lady Chargers went on the road and swept Cleveland State 5-3 and 8-4. Today's schedule... At 4 o'clock, we have Lawrence County hosting Shelbyville and Wayne County hosting Summertown in baseball action. At 4.30, Santa Fe will host Houston County. First pitch at 5 p.m. will be CPA at Zion Christian and Richland at Community. At 5.30, Mount Pleasant hosts McEwen. Franklin County travels to Columbia Central for a 6 o'clock contest, as does Tullahoma at Coffee County. Also at 6 o'clock, Loretto is at Perry County. At 6.30, Columbia Academy travels to the Clyde. Clyde Pewitt Field over in Leapers Fork takes on Grace Christian. Franklin will play at Summit at 6.30, and Indy is at Spring Hill at 6.30. In softball action at 4 p.m. will be Middle Tennessee Christian hosting Columbia Academy at 5. It's Independence at Page and Santa Fe at Mount Pleasant. At 5.30, Spring Hill will host Franklin and Dixon County will host Summit. Other 5.30 softball starts are Community at Forest and Marshall County at Giles County. At 6, Cullioca hosts Richland and Summertown travels to Collinwood. Also, Lincoln County is at Franklin County for a 6 p.m. first pitch. And at 7, Coffee County will be at Shelbyville. In boys soccer action, uh, kicking off at 5 p.m. will be Lawrence County at Loretto. At 5.30, it's Cullioca hosting Fayetteville. And at 6 p.m., Spring Hill hosts Tullahoma. That's first touch. And skip. And at they 6. still kick it off. At 6.30, it will be Grace Christian at Zion Christian. At 7, East Hickman will have first touch at Richmond. <laughs> Franklin County and Columbia Central in a big district game at 7, and Summit will be at Independence also at 7. And that's going to do it for your Tuesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. All right, when we come back, we're going to visit with Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. So stick around. You're not going to want to miss it. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you.
high school sports. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao. Excited to be with you here on this Tuesday. WKOM, WZYX down in Franklin County. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And friends on Facebook, how are you this morning? Appreciate all of you uh, watching and listening. It, it's funny because, you know, we our numbers, our live numbers, they kind of, you know, go up and down during the show. You never know who's really watching uh, necessarily, except we know Chad Hall's watching. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, you, you, we really don't know, like, who the other folks are. And it's funny sometimes because yesterday during our uh, our segment with uh, Chip Walters, uh, Jaden Ham's dad, Chris, Chris had commented, you know, it was a tough loss for sure. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. You, you can't, you literally can't pitch any better and still lose. <laughs> you got every batter out that you faced. Uh, but it, it's just funny, you know, how some of these folks who, who, don't comment all the time are kind of lurking and listening and we appreciate them lurking i like that but here's the thing when we need information they're always there there we go and we appreciate glad that. to know c ham was listening good dude man so yeah we, we we like interacting with these folks too absolutely love to interact with you feel free to comment anytime we'll uh we'll be happy to read that and See what you got to say. If you are watching on Facebook, that's fantastic. If you do not have a Facebook and you want to watch the show, you can do it on sm-tnsports.com. That's all you have to do. Just go to sm-tnsports.com, and it is there for you to see. So you can see Mo and my beautiful faces. Yeah. And my new Braves cap. Show off. Thanks, Sarah. Oh. Oh, that's a different new Braves yeah, cap. I got two new Braves caps. Uh, I think I like yesterday's better, actually. This is the more conventional, but the throwback was pretty sweet. Yeah, I just, I don't know. This blue matched this blue better, so. I got you. You know, you know how it is. I, I know how it is. You got to coordinate. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, man. So, thank you guys for listening. Like I said, appreciate it. We uh, we love your feedback at all times. Now, let's. Not, not all times. We'll, we'll take At the it. appropriate time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we would love to welcome in on the Parks Motor Sales Heartline now our friend Charles Pulliam from the Williamson Herald. He's brought to you by the Williamson Herald each and every week. The Williamson Herald is the only locally owned print and digital media company in Williamson County, and they have been the leader in local sports coverage for the last 15 years. Uh, Charles and Joe. Uh, cover teams from all over the county, from Brentwood to Spring Hill, Fairview to Nolansville. If you want the best sports coverage in the county, Williamson Herald delivers it with their news, e- their daily news e-blast and video coverage of games. And, of course, the print edition that publishes on Thursday. So, can't beat it. Give them a call, 615-790-6465 or sign up at williamsonherald.com. Charles, welcome in. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, I was noticing online. Getting to watch, uh, I always appreciate Mo's swag, you know. He's always got the best Always best something. Stuff. <laughs> I, I, I try. I try. You know, when we were just a radio show and it didn't matter what I looked like, it was different. But since people can actually see what I've got on, I, I guess I better kind of step it up a little bit. Mo, it still doesn't matter what you look like. 
Ooh, that in the in the putting you, lipstick you, on a pig you are, type. You already yeah. you already look primed for radio, <laughs> as we oh, all do. Oh, yeah, that ain't gonna change. Don't change, Mo. Yeah, <laughs> never change. Never change. Yeah, yeah. Charles, what's happening up your way? Oh well, still playing catch up from last night. Actually, I uh, busy guy. Made it to. I think I did the the triple threat. I made it to a softball match, uh, baseball, and and soccer all in one night. Oh, stop it! So uh, yeah. it's uh, it was it was creative and uh, with my time management. And I, well, I, I think I got to give a, a shout out to the Summit and Franklin baseball team for extending yes. their game for what two and a half hours, <laughs> so <laughs> you could get there. <laughs> Oh, that was, man, but able to catch, when you, uh, catch a great finish there. I was about to say, when you got there, it was a great one to watch. Yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, didn't get to catch the tail end of uh, of the potential, you know, I mean, it was a battle on the mounds for sure. Great, great performance across the board there. Um, but, both, yeah, both walked teams. in to see Austin Kincaid uh, with a two-run two run single to win it there. Pretty special stuff. It was It was kind of fun. Yeah, talking about that game, it was uh, Summit had sixteen or seventeen total strikeouts, and Franklin had sixteen total strikeouts between their two pitchers. So that's uh, a yeah. <laughs> that's well, a lot that was, of whiffing, uh... but uh, it was fun to watch. I'm sure. Yeah, AJ Russell for Franklin had a uh, I think a no hitter going for about six and two thirds or so there, but he uh, went. 107 pitches had to go in for relief. Garrett Giles comes in and uh, ends up giving up a couple hits there late to Summit. And on the other side for uh, for the Spartans, Jason Hamm put together a great game too. He struck out 14. I think he allowed four hits, but just one walk. Uh, yeah, just a, a neat battle on the mound there. Not a lot of action on the bats. I think six total hits for the game. Um, pretty clean across the board too. But man, uh, what a what a finish there at the end. Austin Kincaid uh, kind of went uh, with the distance. I think I'm trying to think of uh, the actual at bat there, but uh, he he ground into a nice one, and it was just uh, it was it was a special hit for sure. <laughs> you know these these pitch counts <laughs> really get in the way sometimes. I mean, um, that's a tough deal, and and I guess now with it with that actually being mandated, you know, with rules you know, surrounding that kind of thing. It, mm-hmm. it makes for some interesting situations, especially on a no-hitter like that. I mean, you want to let a guy finish it, but but you you want to be, you know, cognizant of pitch counts, both from the toll that it takes and from the rule standpoint. But, you know, every time you open that bullpen door, you don't know yeah. what's coming out. And, oh, no doubt. And for such a, a high... Uh, you know, high pressure game for anyone to step into that role. Um, that's a, that's just a spot you don't want to be in. But uh, yeah, I think 107 pitches for uh, for the Franklin kid there, and and for for Summit, same kind of thing. I think he went 103 before getting some relief. But um, yeah, pretty pretty special night on the mound out there. Some some good games across the board though, that's for sure. And and now. Um... The soccer game that you went to, Charles, between um, Grace Christian and Franklin, little um, little off the field or maybe outside the game intrigue with that as well. Oh, definitely, and that's actually the story I'm 
I'm wrapping up kind of right now is just uh, I wanted to spend a little more extra time on that. I was able to talk to a couple folks beyond the field as well. So uh, before the game yesterday, um, Franklin honored uh, last year's graduate, Jake Harvey, who actually passed away in a, in a car accident uh, last year as well. Um, and then also, which kind of brings the two together a little bit there, was GCA was able to honor Grant Solomon, who actually didn't play soccer, but that's a pretty small school there. And Solomon was, was known across the board, a multi-sport athlete there who was just kind of the entertainer of the school, and everybody knew him. And uh, so a, a kind of neat neat moment there is a you know, moment of silence, both teams coming together, and uh, you know two very talented teams as well. So you go back to this time last year, and it was – that's the last memory uh, Mike Burgoyne has of Jake Harvey was actually playing in the only game that the Franklin and GCA boys were able to play last year on the pitch before COVID canceled everything. It was a tough, tough matchup there, right in Franklin. So it was, uh, as Burgoyne put it, it was, it was fitting to have Harvey remembered at least one more time on the field uh, where he played his last game. So, uh, and, and having GCA, there and know knowing and feeling pretty similar in terms of losing losing a teammate losing a friend like that it was it was pretty special to see the two soccer communities come together and you know you go back to last year gca was coming off a, a state championship the first in school history and franklin had 13 seniors and was primed for one so uh there was just a lot of weight in that and uh, uh, uh an emotional one and a, a great match too i mean it uh, a game winner with in the 78th one final for GCA, but just great soccer, great moment for everyone involved, and you know both families were there for those kids as well too. So pretty special to see. Yeah, we're um, we're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald. He's brought to you by the Williamson Herald, and um, Charles, as we continue to navigate this spring schedule, I think we're going to run across a lot of teams that you know, kind of have that unfinished business, that that what if, you know, we had actually gotten to play um, a full schedule in 2020. One of those, um, Spring Hill Baseball had gotten out to a really good start last year, um, Mm -hmm. including sweeping independence in in their District 11 AAA opener. Not so much this time for the Raiders as they and and Indy both kind of struggled at times. Chris was at that game, <laughs> and and we're gonna we're probably gonna talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. But um, both struggled, I guess. Indy struggled a little less in a six-five win. Is that how you would? Yeah, it's just it, it was a very weird game last night. A lot, a lot of pass balls and errors resulted in runs. Let's just put it that way, and that's what Mike McClory told me last night too. Was it just it, walks and errors on one side and walks and pass balls on the other? Um, but today is going to be a great one as the the Hargrove Bowl will. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got uh, Dawson Dawson Hargrove for Spring Hill and. Uh, Caleb, is it Caleb? I can't remember his name. Um, for Indy, for Independence. So, yeah, that should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, last night. What was it? Six five. I think Indy was the walk off to win it, and and uh, in 
exciting way to end it, but uh, not the cleanest game for sure. <laughs> it really was not. And and for two coaches like Mike McGlory and Paul Lamb, I'm, I'm sure that neither of them was very pleased with that high performance, <laughs> even in a win in McGlory's case. Yeah, I was able to watch uh, Indy play last week, and you know, as as everyone's going through, it, it's just a little different this March because you know these teams haven't had haven't had preseason. So this first fourth of the season, you know, there's weighted games. We're in district matchups here, but I think teams are still trying to get accustomed to one another. And uh, uh, like last, let's see, last last week I watched uh, Indy beat Nolensville twice there, but. Uh, Will Tobin had a, a couple good games there, but to come into a, a district matchup pretty fresh as a team, um, it's it's a little different to see the uh, the, the weight that you, you're still messing with lineups, trying to figure out who's going to go where, who bats best, who's going to react in these different situations. There's a lot to be learned, so uh, I think we're going to have some of those games like last night. <laughs> well, that's what McClary told me, and, and it's that, that's in our story on sm-tnsports.com is – you know, he said it's not necessarily an issue for the for the team because they played last year. It's an issue for the coach knowing who to play, where, and when. Mm-hmm. That's the big that's the big hurdle that that high school teams are facing this year. Oh, so true. And and just how to and for a coach, a big thing is to see how a kid responds. I was talking to uh, Erica Powell, the softball coach at Brentwood, yesterday, and she let her team uh, get run ruled against Wilson Central just last week because it's like, well, I wanted to know what was going to happen. I've never seen the girls react in this play this way, so it was just, we're just going to let it happen. And sure enough, you know, they bounce back and get a couple wins here and there, but, you know, there's going to be some ugly ugly sides of learning too, I think. And regardless, you could talk to any one of them, and yeah, it's stressful, but they're just happy to be playing. <laughs> well, one, they're just happy to be playing, and two, sometimes you have to take some losses like that in March. To mm-hmm. get yourself mm-hmm. in a good position in May, so exactly, and you know we have we've had crazy weather and all that that nonsense as well. So it just adds another hurdle to it. You know, fighting the the rugged spring here always, where you know we get wet fields and rain out and delays and who knows what. And you know they were robbed of some practice with the snowstorm, even for that matter. So um, <laughs> still trying to find their legs is is uh, to say the least across the board in, in all our spring sports. Charles, I know that high school basketball season ended this past weekend for most folks with the boys' state championships, but the Basketball Coaches Association of Tennessee has announced their rosters for their all-star games Saturday over at Blackman, and I'm not sure if you've seen them or not, but you've got some folks playing in this thing. Um the girls, the girls' Middle South team includes um, Jayla Lee from Brentwood Academy, who is signed with St. Francis. Um, Delaney No from Summit, who is um, committed to Barry. Amelia Osgood from Brentwood, who is headed to Princeton, and um, Coach John Wild from Summit will coach that team. Also, um, yeah. Yeah, wait. Yeah, between his, between his meeting three <laughs> exploits, he's going to coach this team. Um, on the boys' side, Reed Kemp from Franklin has play, has been named to the Middle Tennessee team, and um, Jeremy Moore 
from Centennial will assist with that team. So mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what your plans are for Saturday, but you may be wanting to get over to Blackman for this. Yeah, that was actually high on the list there. I know we had some. My my wife's actually got a, a horse show that she's going to be a part of on Saturday. So I'm trying to juggle how not to get in the doghouse and Uh-oh. how to cover some, some basketball at the same time. And I think I could do it. It's just going to be, it's going to be a little bit there, but yeah, you mentioned some of the names there and you know, there's, it's just, I love, I love closure to a season like that too. Um, I was, I didn't get to go to any of the boys state tournament games this year because we ended up having guys miss out. But, you know, I, I covered both Houston and Cane Ridge, for example, the, uh, triple-a finalists there i watched houston um edge brentwood academy early in the season and followed cambridge all through the region tournament and beyond so need to see familiar teams battle it out there but uh this will be a good way to kind of be like hey you know i, I covered a lot of basketball here's the end of it here's the all-star so um <laughs> kind of looking forward to it so my wife carrie's just probably going to have to find someone else to get the early photos of her little horse show and and i'll be there for the end <laughs> little horse where is this horse show so uh that's a good question i know it's about an hour from my house <laughs> oh. so there's there's some things to be still figured out and uh and that was going to be over dinner tonight i hope she's not listening right now that'll be that'd be strange i might get a weird text <laughs> if she is listening then it might be over lunch Instead yeah, of yeah, we might might have a, <laughs> a quicker quicker turnaround of things there. But you know, like you said on that that boys the Middle Tennessee team, I mean, to watch uh, you know a guy like Braden Zapp from CPA and John Winley and Reed Kemp and those guys play together. I mean, that's just that's fun to see those those seniors play again one more time like that. And um, I, I don't want to miss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, Charles. Hopefully we will see you around. I'm sure we will see you around, um, uh, whether it be Saturday or on the baseball diamonds or somewhere else. I'm sure we will see you, and uh, we look forward to that next interaction. Oh yeah, because I'll be I'll be bouncing around <laughs> because you go everywhere, Charles, and we appreciate it. Charles, well, pull him on the uh, on the uh, Parks Motor Sales hotline. As always, thank you, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. Charles Pulliam is brought to you by the Williamson Herald on Tuesdays. Appreciate him joining us. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk to Al Clark about a uh, little high school football coaching news and much more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net.
teams you care about. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Young, Mo Pat, and J.P. Plant. Coach Mike in the house. Thank you for listening to us here on WKOM 1017 FM in the Southern Middle Tennessee area. Also, WZYX down in Franklin County. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And those of you on Facebook Worldwide or on the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, we appreciate it. On air, online, on demand. Doom, doom, doom. Who came up with that? Was it JP? JP, JP man. Man, that's that why. That's why he makes the big bucks. It is. It is. Um, real quick, we need to get some coaching news. So we're going to go to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline one more time. Bring in our friend Al Clark. Al, welcome in. Morning, gentlemen. And uh, where? JP. Who? Who? Gentlemen. What? Sorry, I was looking out the window. I didn't see anybody. <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> Al, do us a favor. Yeah. Shed a little light on this Nick Bryant return to Grundy County. Interesting story, isn't it? Well, after a tenure up there from 09 to 14 and a pretty successful run, he was 31-35, went to playoffs every year. And I think that was the word that uh, the school board was looking for, uh, playoffs, a return to the playoffs. Been trying to get there for several years. And you know the lineage of all the the other nine coaches or so that's been there since 2000. And they were really hoping that Tracy Hayworth was going to get them to the playoffs. He did get them to the playoffs last year. Uh, lost in the first round. But uh, uh, they returned to uh, Nick uh, to return to head coaching of the Yellow Jackets in football this fall. Of course, that new alignment includes – uh, some teams that they uh, haven't seen in a while. Uh, but uh, that, that's the motivation, I'm sure, is to get them back. And he was the last one to consistently get them into the playoffs. And so they went back to uh, Nick Bryant. Now, that is, this is alma mater, and you know he's returning to his alma mater. And yeah, 2001 graduate. What prompted his departure in 14? Officially. Officially, it was a violation of the school code of conduct. Um, <laughs> I won't go into a whole, more, whole lot more details than that, but uh, they uh, so, uh, let so, him loose. There. That was big news back then. So basically what you're saying is uh, just win, baby. It's unbelievable, ain't it? <laughs> hey. Uh, okay. Own it. Just own it. Just own hey. it. On yeah. it. I, I'm not even yeah. mad at him. Okay. This guy <laughs> this guy took us to the playoffs. He left because of a violation of the code of conduct, but we are trying to get to the playoffs. So let's go, Nick. Thirty one and thirty. Yeah. Come uh, on. Thirty one and thirty overall as a regular season coach, oh and five in the playoffs, but Hey, okay. you you gotta get there. Well they to get, lose yeah. there. <laughs> I, I'm not saying yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. As you said, um, they are in a um, new region for this upcoming classification period. They will be in region 4-3A, and they're going to get their frequent flyer miles because they are in with Sequatchie. Sequatchie may be the closest opponent. Yeah. And then they will yeah. play Cannon County, 
community over in Unionville, and yeah. they will make a visit to the Brickyard mm. down in Pulaski yeah, yeah. to take on the yeah. Giles County Bobcats. Here's the good thing yeah. for Grundy County. Yeah. The good thing is Sequatchie and Cannon are the only two teams that finished with the same or worse division uh, region records last year. And and here's another good thing. <laughs> so basically, they're in if, the playoffs. If, if the playoffs are their concern, all they got to do is win one ball game because it's a five team region. <laughs> Get there. Yeah. Get there. That's it. All right, you Ow. got it. Hit the nail on the head, yes, sir. You, we appreciate you you shedding some light on that situation. Even though we want to keep it as a little darker uh, with the uh, <laughs> with with the uh, code of conduct issues, but we appreciate that, and because we we really didn't know much about it, so thank you. Yeah, well, you know, hometown kid uh, gets to return to his. Uh, Alma mater, and you know, they, so they all know him there. You know, yeah. All know him there, and uh, I, made the allowances to. And I think it was a near unanimous decision to to bring him on back home again. There you go. Well, everybody deserves a second chance, Al. So we're gonna give him one. I've had mine, and <laughs> I. Uh, I'm just so glad I'm. I'm still. <laughs> I'm still getting the third, fourth, and fifth chance. There you go. You and JP. Oh, man. Al Clark on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Al, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Good job. See ya. Yeah, that was uh, – that's interesting. I, I didn't know that <laughs> – hey. Hey. Speaking I mean, of Al's, just win, baby. There you go. I mean, I, again, just own it. Yeah, and they this, have. Guy, this guy, Mr. Unanimous Decision. This guy left because of a violation of the code of conduct. I mean, that that'd be an interesting press conference. <laughs> I don't think they're going to have one. I don't think they are. <laughs> if Ryan Jackson's involved, he they definitely. Although that would be that would be a great one, wouldn't it? Get Ryan Jackson down there to throw that press conference down there in Tracy City. Yeah, he, I'm dude. There no better press conference in high school sports than the one we went to at Mount Pleasant. Oh, right? they certainly won that one, for yeah. sure. Ryan Jackson, Dutch Jackson, is the Tom Brady of high school press conferences. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, and we love it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we talked a little bit about Spring Hill Independence in that last segment. Uh, just throw this out there. There's a full story on sm-tnsports.com. Um, really good ball game last night between Penn commit will tobin and mtsu commit uh jackson marbot pen commit yeah ivy league all right so i like it it was a really good ball game i really enjoyed it i uh, got a chance to get out there and, and see some some baseball softball uh not as dramatic independence got a five run first took advantage of it one pretty handily, uh, eleven to three, and um, want to send uh, send my thoughts out to uh, Marissa Ellis, freshman pitcher for Spring Hill, who took a line drive off the bat of Morgan Brown uh, to the midsection somewhere in her stomach waist area. All I heard was a thump uh, <laughs> after it hit her, so I don't know where it hit her, but she walked off the field and her. Her teammate said that she was okay after the game. So got to charge those. <laughs> I mean, it came back quick. Anyway, so um, yeah. Uh, again, full stories on sn-tnsports.com.
Also a full story on the website on the Columbia Academy Grace Christian baseball game. Um, Grace Christian loads the bases to open the game, leaves them loaded. Um, CA loads the bases in the bottom of the first, scores three without a hit, and that kind of set the tone for an eventual 6 nothing victory for the Bulldogs. Um, Kavaris Tears. Hits a scores on a wild pitch, reads reads a dirt ball from third. Scores on that in the three run first. Um, hits an opposite field solo home run to lead off the third, and bounces back from that bases loaded one out debacle to strike out twelve. Mm. Not a bad day. Not a bad day at the office. Um, like I said, check the website at sm-tnsports.com for more info on that one. And get yourself ready for the second game up at Grace Christian this evening at 6.30, weather yep. permitting. Want to give a shout-out to Corey Francis down in Summertown. He threw a two-hit shutout for the Eagles yesterday. Struck out 15. No walks. No walks. Heck of a day, heck of a day. Um, Grant Burleson and Gavin Burleson each had RBI doubles. In softball action, Savaya Morgan again, four for four at the plate, an RBI, seven Stolen bases. Seven. Freshman. When Savaya Morgan gets on first, it's a triple. If you don't get her out, it's a triple. She's a problem. So there you go. Um, Lawrence County fell to Lincoln County 9-5. to five. Uh, Taylor Hine, Lawrence County went two for two with an RBI. Uh, in tennis, uh, Columbia Academy boys seven, Summertown zero. Miles Nixon, Aaron Sullivan with single victories. And Summertown girls six, Columbia Academy one. Ella Koning and Gracie Kelly led the way for the Lady Eagles. When we come back, we're going to talk Titans. We didn't get to it yesterday. We're going to get to it today. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 